The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Freaking first cut. Golly! What's going on, First Cut fam? I'm your host for your round three recap of the Players' Championship. Rick is not here. He is at a wedding in Los Angeles, but we have two guys married to the game ourselves. I'm Patrick McDonald, joined by the marksman himself, Mark Immelman. Mark, how are we doing? Marksman, that's very kind of you, Patrick. I appreciate it. No, good. Um, I'm tired, I'll be honest with you. It's been a few long days on PGA Tour Live, but I am alongside Jonathan Coachman, and he's like a... He's like human uh, Red Bull. <laughs> the guy's energy level is off the charts, so he's keeping me going. But it's 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 been a lot of fun so far, man. Thank you. Yeah, Co- coach is a character for sure, and it was a long day out there at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, play began at seven a.m. The resumption of round two, uh, and it began uh, it ended with Adam Svensson with the lead at the end of it. Scotty Scheffler there as well. Uh, you said you followed Scotty and Rory there to pick up kind of round two how, how do you look out there to begin his saturday you know what i'd had scott we had had scotty the first couple rounds because you had that megawatt grouping the top three guys in the world it was ram and and scotty and rory obviously and and to me scotty just looked like he was playing in a major championship now i know that sounds a little trite because this is a, a it's not a major championship but it's a major event and you win big events like this by being cerebral and hitting the right shot. Not necessarily a good shot, but just the right shot. And the first couple of rounds were difficult with firm greens and blustery conditions. And that, that southeasterly just makes the course play hard. And it just seemed like he hit the thing down the middle of the green every single time. And he looked like he's hitting the driver solid. And the 68 he shot in round one was kind of the highest he could have shot. And then in round two, the way he came out... He just sort of plotted around the place, you know, and then all of a sudden they're late Friday afternoon when the wind starts dying down. He makes a bomb from like 25 feet on for birdie on 10. It's on the green 11 and two and then comes back this morning and he two putts for birdie. And then he just starts building on that. But again, nothing crazy. It wasn't like over aggressive or anything. And he just was picking birdies off when they came to him. And he had an air of uh, uh, just, just a peace, like a serenity about him that looked 
out of the ordinary. I mean, everyone else, you can almost see the panic on their faces because this place is going to wear your nerves thin because of the sensory overload from water and bulkheads and crosswinds and all the sort of stuff that the stadium course shows. But Scotty's looking chilled, man. It's like he's playing with his buds at home. And he and Ted Scott are a dynamite combination. And he's just cruising along, picking birdies off. And the next thing, he gets himself in the final group. And then I hate to say it was one-way traffic because I have high respect for Adam Svensson. Um, but it kind of looked like it became one-way traffic in the end because Scotty is just, he is just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, not beating himself. He's allowing the other people, almost a la Jack Nicholson Tiger in a way, to just you hang around and you let the other people knock themselves out. And we started to see that late this afternoon. Yeah, the other big name on the leaderboard kind of heading into the third round was Colin Morikawa. We had a big group there at six under with Bez, Minwoo Lee, uh, the former loan officer himself, the loan shark, <laughs> Ben Griffin. Uh, but it was really Morikawa who, you know, if you had to pick one name going into the weekend who would make a charge, you would kind of guess him. His approach numbers in the second round were still great. He gained over three strokes, was fine off the tee, but really struggled on and around the green, which was pretty uh, different from his first round when he shot seven under. And then he kind of fizzled out there uh, in the third round as well. I'm not sure if you saw much of his round at all or were able to witness it, but it's kind of shocking that he was the one big name in this leaderboard to kind of go in the wrong direction. You know, Patrick, I saw enough, and it's, I'm surprised you said that. Because if you had asked me who was the name I was going to pick, I would have said Christian Besaidenote. And that's not because I'm being a South African homer here. Um, <laughs> and I just, I, I will admit, all right, that I was a complete numbskull because remember when we had the pregame show and, and I was like, hey, here's my here's the bets to look forward to. And, and Bez was like plus 225 for a top 40. And I listed his name and I listed Ben on and they're both well inside the top 20 right now. Um, so I would have thought Besaidenote because of the way He's hitting it, and he's hooked up with a new instructor, and there's confidence, and he's just a great putter. To me, um, Colin Morikawa, who I, re I rate highly. Look, you don't, you don't fall into major championship wins. Um, he just doesn't look convinced right now. Uh, I know he seems to be making some traction on the greens, and everyone's like, well, statistically, he's fine. But when you watch him hit the ball, it's not the same as the guy that was hitting the ball when he was winning, you know, PGA championships and world golf championships and stuff like that, open championships. So um, it, I, the verdict for me is out on Marikawa right now. And today it just looked like stuff kind of caught up with him, if that makes sense. Because the one thing about this golf course, I say it all the time, every setup show we do for PGA Tour Live, and I've called this event for like nine years now, I'm like, this golf course doesn't, it doesn't respect resumes. The best player doesn't always win here. The player who plays the best wins. And right now, I don't think Colin Marikawa is playing the best. But look, his resume and his statistics say, well, yeah, he's one of the best. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we get into the third round, I wanted to ask you, since you're out there and you've been out there for a few days now, kind of the impact of the overnight rains and the wind direction change, it led to one of the easiest scoring days in Players' Championship history. And it was a stark, stark difference from the mm -hmm. first two days where it was firm and fast, balls were rolling out. You saw it early there on uh, kind of the par 5 16th. Guys were eating that hole up really early in the round. Can you kind of just touch on how different it played and how much easier it really was out there? It was like night and day. And the beauty about this place, because it's a coastal golf course, I mean, we 
about one and a half miles from the Atlantic Ocean. You know, when you get seaside and maritime places, wind weather is likely, likely to change. And we have four different winds forecast for this golf course. And, and the way Pete Dyer set it up, there is less than a handful of holes that travel in the same direction. So every hole you're on, the wind's out of a different angle. And so that's why part of the reason you've got to be very smart about how you strike the ball and what targets you pick. But anyway, to, to the change, I was perhaps a bit naughty, and I, I wished Rick or Kyle or someone was going to be on the show tonight because I made the point one time this morning where um, I said to – what I said to Coachman was like, in every other sport you play kind of the same field or the same court. You know dimensions. You kind of know the players, and you can tackle each other or steal the ball or whatever. In golf, you play in a variable environment all the time, and it's always going in different directions, so you can't really predict. And predicting – how this place was going to play was almost impossible. But then when you got some rain, not out of the blue, it was supposed to rain in the evening. It changed this golf course in the blink of an eye. And it went from like an ice skating rink to a place that was like throwing darts for these guys. And early this morning, there was very little wind. And then the wind that was forecast was supposed to be like 10 to 15 out of the north. It kind of died a little bit. And with soft conditions, ball traveling far, it just became a birdie bonanza. And, and what was expected was sort of blown out the waters. So everyone who's expecting, uh, so it it was difficult to adjust. But as soon as you give guys of this quality a soft golf course, you know they play like a point A to point B game, and they can do that. But it's what happens after B that makes it hard for them. So if you're hitting to point B and then it's rolling to C, D, E, and F, you know that's out of their 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 room of control. And so guys were just having their way with this golf course. Yeah, let, let's talk about some of those guys. So the first guy to really make a run uh, on Saturday was Cameron Young. He was six under through nine, got up to all the way tie for six on the leaderboard. He had one shot on the par four 12th where, I mean, that that tee shot landed about as soft as a sandwich. It was really unbelievable. <laughs> Unable to convert that eagle putt, uh, but went out in 30, gained about two strokes off the tee, two strokes on approach during that nine-hole stretch. Uh, got to seven under with another birdie there. Uh, on number two, his 11th of the day, and then kind of fizzled out. And you, you said uh, behind the scenes that you were with that group with Spieth and Max Homa as well. Kind of what did you see from uh, those three guys? It was a fun group. I mean, we were sort of looking forward to hopefully getting that. And when we got it, it's one of those that it feels like a major event when they play together. And Max Homa hadn't had his best stuff. And he found it some with a ball striking today. And he found the range on the green. So he looked more like the Max Homa we know and love. You know, Jordan was typically Jordan. You know, it was like a roller coaster where there's ups and downs and ins and outs and excitement and disgust. And uh, but but he was very calculated in what he did today, and and was sort of getting dusted by Cameron Young a little bit early. They played the back nine first, but then really accelerated it over the back and put together a fantastic day. And I think a whole lot to build on. You know, following on from Bay Hill last week. Oh, Mark. Yeah, I think Mark just didn't really want to watch. Uh... Or look at Jordan Spieth's polo from today. Absolute abomination. Under Armour continues to sell short. I don't think we're sponsored by them, Josh. So I think we're good. Uh, but Jordan Spieth ended up with that bogey-free 666. Was third in strokes gained tee to green behind only Tom Hoagie and Scotty Scheffler, who we will most definitely touch on later. But in the group behind him was Sung J.M., uh, who was five under through his first seven holes, was really making a run and kind of sustained it, unlike Cameron Young. Uh, Sung Jae, second in strokes gained total for the day, 
turned in five under 31, added three more birdies before. Actually, a really good bogey there on number eight. Little like snappy hook hybrid off the tee on that long par three. Hit it into a palmetto, got up and down for bogey, added a uh, birdie on number nine to shoot 64 and kind of get himself into this tournament. And he actually talked with the media afterwards, and he said that his uh, his neck was bothering him the first two days. He was four over early in this tournament, has played kind of the second half uh, in 12 under his last, I want to say, 26 holes he's been 12 under so it's, it's lo- loosened up a bit more as of late uh, and it's really shown in his play I- i'm not sure if he's going to have enough to catch scotty scheffler given he's a half dozen behind but it- it's good to see sung jay back uh off the tee play was all right and it was a bit bit more putter than he probably would like to admit today in his third round but he's right there at eight under Denny McCarthy was another player to make a run who was five under through seven. Unfortunately, Denny kind of fizzled out with a double bogey there on number 11, the easiest hole on the golf course. And look, I know Denny pretty well. He beat me one up in high school. Not a big deal. I know he can put the lights out of the ball. And I thought it was interesting that they said on the broadcast that he's putting corks in his shoe. I didn't know you're allowed to do that. You can like, you can't even cork a bat in baseball, but you can put corks in your shoe in golf. If there was only one cork out there, it was probably in Minwoo Lee's two iron today, if I had to say that. That thing was an absolute rocket ship. Uh, another player to kind of surprise another shorter hitter was David Lingmurth. Uh, he actually contended here in his debut. I believe that was in 2013. That was with all the drama with Tiger Woods and Sergio Garcia. Garcia dunked a couple on uh, 17, I believe, in the final round. And Lingmurth, who was the 54-hole leader that year, ended up finishing runner up to tiger, but that was 10 years ago. Uh, and let's be honest. Why is David Lingmurth even in this field? I haven't looked it up, but it, it's definitely a surprise that he is. Uh, and he's making the most of his opportunity. He was four under through eight is right there in the thick of things, despite kind of hitting his tee shot on number 18 into the water. Oh, Mark, Mark, come on, you come and go. Like I'm riffing, I'm, I'm riffing about David Lingmurth. The things you're making me do. No man should ever do this on a on a Saturday night. <laughs> I've got you. On, I've got you on Lingmurth, brother. That was a beautiful vamping job by you. Um, uh, David Lingmurth, you must. I don't know if you've mentioned this, but you mustn't forget that a few years ago he battled Tiger head to head down the stretch here at this Players Championship. And you know, I watched him play golf in college at West Florida before we went to Arkansas. And he was always a sort of diminutive, gutty sort. And, and, and I didn't really expect him to make the late, late mistake that he did because that tee shot on 18 was disastrous. Um, because ordinarily, he's a very reliable uh, striker who hits the ball from left to right. So at that nose-diving hook in the water on 18, that sort of speaks to the pressure of it all. Because he's been playing solid this season, has a new instructor in Mark McCann, and They've been game, making inroads on the stuff, but that's just, you know, that tee shot down 18, the one he hits, that's evidence of the pressure of this event and just the very nature of the golf course because it keeps you so uncomfortable over every shot. I mean, there's there's never really a shot that you can almost take a breath on. The first time you breathe is when you get into the clubhouse after the round. Yeah, Mark, I, I do have a question about Lingmurth. Uh, what do you make of his putting? <laughs> you, you know what's funny about that? Uh, two weeks ago, Patrick, at the Honda Classic, um, I'm on the range just doing some reconnaissance work, and I walk past Camilo Vijegas, who's like one of the friendliest humans in the world, and he's hitting balls, and he's telling me about his swing changes and stuff. And then 
we walk over to the putting green and he's using a putt of the same style. And I'm like, really? And he goes, man, I was playing golf with my brother, Manny Vajegas, who's actually caddying right now. And Manny goes, this is unreal. You, you, you cannot putt badly with this thing. And so I tried it, Camillo that is, and he started putting well. So he used it. And so it's the kind of thing now where, you know, the PGA Tour is not a copycat league, but everyone's looking over each other's shoulders. And I wouldn't be surprised because the way it's held on the top, it's kind of like a fulcrum, just not uh, anchored. And then you're basically just making a pendulum back and forth with your bottom hand. And uh, a few folks have been seeing experiments. So uh, Lingmurth, I don't know if you followed the uh, Camillo or vice versa, but um, I'm seeing its incidence a little bit more. And uh, if I know the PGA Tour, maybe this trend might continue and you might see one or two guys who's struggling on the greens try it as well. I know uh, Spencer Levine has implemented it as well. I believe he successfully Monday qualified for a tournament using that. And the he actually might be, the, he might be the guy who actually gave it to Lingmurth, uh, well, actually. Spencer, so. Spencer in college used to use a broom handle putter. And a lot of guys okay. will go to this sort of thing. Uh, you know, folks that have been like arm lock guys or broom handle putters and such. But, but it, it is gaining some traction. And the way the putter is weighted. It's almost counterbalanced in a way, so it's very heavy. So in a way, it kind of swings itself. Um, so uh, there's merit to it. I, I, as I say, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see one or two f- more folks who are missing putts give it a try. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's a lot of players who would like to make more putts out there. Uh, but some that uh-huh. don't are those inside the top five. We will get to those in a second. But first, a word from our sponsor. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. And we are back, and let's start with Jesus himself, Tommy Fleetwood, the flow god. (laughs) 
a, a fantastic round of seven under 65 out there today was kind of hovering three under through his opening nine and caught fire from 11 through 15 with four birdies and a five hole stretch was unable to take advantage of 16 had a good look up there on 18 uh so you know might be his dinner might not taste all that great feels like he could maybe left one or two shots out there but right there in the thick of things and some way this this guy is without a PGA Tour victory. He's just too good of a player for that to be true. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tommy's day out there, Mark? Well, when I see him walk on the water across to a seventeen <laughs> green, then I'll believe, then I'll believe your your name for him. Um, yeah, he is a curious case because of how well he hits it. Um, but he's always the kind of guy that sort of seems like when one thing's working, the other thing isn't, and when he's striking it great then he isn't putting well and when he's putting better then the driver goes haywire on him so it's kind of odd that way but this golf course has always suited tommy his record around here if memory serves me has been quite solid and looking at that scorecard throughout the week the uh, back nine has played easier on average than the front and that little elbow of the golf course there 10 11 12 um, folks were having their way with it over there. And so everyone was making their share of their score around that place. And you're right, there was a misstep maybe with an, the, the ill conversion or lack thereof for, for Birdie on 16. But he's right in the thick of things right now. And with the way this leaderboard is looking, you know, with a big day tomorrow, he may not win, but he certainly can finish well up there. And for someone who's down the FedEx Cup points list, remember 17, 70 getting the playoffs? And I know that's a long way away, but it comes quickly. So when you can amass points quickly and early, that's helpful to the cause. Yeah, only five strokes back behind Scotty Scheffler. And uh, they, they mentioned it a few times on the broadcast. Biggest deficit overcame was five strokes by Justin Leonard when he won his Players' Championship. So he's still in that, you know, no no new history needs to be made. Uh, they also mentioned that he is working with Butch Harmon. Did you know about that, Mark, at all? I did, Butch, the golf swing whisperer. He's not even the golf swing whisperer because he doesn't really <laughs> change their swings. You know, Butch Butch has a wonderful way of telling you what you kind of need to hear. And then when you're searching, oftentimes these guys are searching for stuff, but what they're searching for is in plain sight in front of them. And sometimes they think they need to do something better, but they don't really. And Butch comes with the gravitas I guess it is of having worked with world numbers, number ones like Greg Norman and Tiger Woods and um, Phil Mickelson. Actually, Phil was never number one. So he's worked with basically all of them. So Butch knows the comings and the goings. So if Butch says to Tommy Fleetwood, settle down, Petal, your swing's not so bad. You might just want to think about this if you don't want it to turn to the left, which is Tommy's problem. Then Tommy might not complicate stuff as much because golf is – a cerebral game, but it's played best when you've got an absence of thought. And sometimes these golfers, in an effort to get better, I think micromanage stuff. Everyone does to a man. And Butch has a wonderful way of whispering into your ear that, you know, you're okay. You just keep doing what you're doing. And then he'll tell you a joke or some story about some old timer and you'll find it hilarious. And the next thing, while you're hitting, you're flushing and you're not even realizing what you're doing. And then you go out and compete. So he's a genius that way. He's the, still, to me, still the greatest instructor in the game. And I, I texted him the other day because I found out about this. I'm like, Butch, I thought you were retired. I'm like, before long, you're going to be teaching everyone on the tour again. And I got back the not on your life kind of thing. So, but but I'm still I, I'm still waiting to see this because with Ricky's success and now Tommy playing well, you know, I feel like Butch's phone's going to start ringing again. 
Yeah, don't be afraid to, you know, give me his number because my game's kind of fallen off a cliff here recently. Gone from a two to a five. It's not it's not good in the McDonald household, Mark. Uh, <laughs> but alongside Tommy Fleetwood, we got Aaron Rye, who had an electric finish. Uh, four, one, three, first person in player's history to finish in that. He catapulted himself to nine under. He just moved to the Ponte Vedra area a couple weeks ago. Uh, another Scottish Open winner, just like Minwoo Lee, which we'll get to. Uh, your boy Bez still in the mix. You know, holding steady. Nice solid round of three under out there, nine under, only five strokes back. And and Chad Ramey as well. You know, after that quadruple bogey there on 17 in a second round, kind of felt like he would be one of those guys who's the first round leader and then falters all the way down on the leaderboard. But he's been there yeah. steady and holding strong. Well, kudos to Ramey. I mean, golly, that, that nine already hit in the water on 17 on Friday. That was actually a really good shot. That was a rookie mistake that he made there to me because of all the hole locations on the 17th, the back hole location on that plateau is the hardest. It's the hardest to get to because the way that green sits and the way it gets exposed to sun and wind, that area always dries out. And when you stand back on the tee, you see that shelf where they had the hole today. You see the backstop behind it because it's kind of green and it's raised. So the green, the green from the tee looks green. It looks receptive. Then the, that back plateau is like a, it's like a tarmac at times. And he had a decent shot straight through the wind, one bounce over the back. He will learn from that because the next time the hole's back there and he's back there, I don't think he's going with the off-speed nine iron, I guarantee you. He's going with something that's barely, if it gets on the back tier, it's bouncing up there. And look, if it was four or five feet shorter, he may still be in the lead. Who knows? But kudos to him for battling back like he did. Uh, that that was manful. It truly was. Yeah, someone who did not make a rookie mistake uh, was Aaron Rye today. Made uh, the second hole-in-one of the week, which is the first time in player's history that two hole-in-ones have been made on the 17 in the same week. Uh, Josh, if you want to cue up that video. This was just a moment ago. Playing behind Fleetwood. High shot. And then right at it. This is coming back. It's going to take a look. Yes. Aaron Rye. Another hole in one here. Incredible. Uh, and this was a guy who mentioned after to Damon Hack, who's been doing a great job with the interviews for NBC, that he, he was really proud of the way he kind of composed himself after that moment and was able to strike two terrific golf shots into 18 and pay it off with another birdie. Uh, and th this is a player who really hasn't had great form this year. Uh, he was decent in the fall with a couple top 20s there in Vegas, T7 and Houston Open, but nothing better than a T40 uh, in 2023. But it, it seems like his ball striking came to play, and Aaron Rye, as we know, can be a tremendous ball striker. Yeah, he really can. I love his story. Um, you know, hard worker wasn't some blue chip growing up there in the UK in terms of, you know, just talent as a young man. And he hooked up with two guys. Uh, they've give internet golf lessons, me and my golf. Um, and, and they're great instructors and they sponsored him for a while. Now he's on the biggest stage in the world and making aces on the, arguably the most recognized par three in the world. And and it's great to see because he's such a good guy and he's a nice golfer. He's solid. He's solid all around. You know, looking at that playback there, I just felt more for Brad Faxon than anything else because, you know, trying to make a recorded hole in one sound like it was authentic was just a really hard job as an announcer. So I felt for him there, but the shot was incredible. And uh, you always you, you always seem to find some some craziness with those two forward hole locations.
So he'll start at nine under the final round. One stroke behind Cam Davis, who has been going through it this year. Uh, he mentioned to the media earlier that he had some health issues earlier in the year. He's finally getting over them this week. It feels like he's finally back to 100%, and his play is showing it. Uh, coming into this week, he missed his last five cuts. His only made cut this year came at the Sony Open. A T32 there has never made the cut at this tournament as well. So it is kind of coming out of the blue, but this is a guy who was on Trevor's team for the international team, is loaded with talent, You know, kind of the modern golfer, hits it out there a mile, really long, really athletic, has a great left-handed swing too, and it seems to kind, kind of come into fruition this week for him. Yeah, that lefty swing will help if when he hits it against a, b- a bulkhead or something. Um, here's the truth. Honest, I will admit this. Of all the players contending this week at um, the players, Cam Davis is the one I would least expect to do so. He hits it high and he hits it long and the wind blows around this place and there crosswinds on every hole. And he likes to go with driver. It's kind of his calling card. And when he misses, he misses wide right with that thing. But it's amazing to me when you find a little groove and all of a sudden the hole starts looking big and so good for Cam Davis. I mean, he's a wildly talented kid. Winning the Australian Open as a teenager speaks to how good he is. Uh, but again, look, anything's possible with these guys. But if you were putting a gun to my head and saying, uh, do you think Cam Davis plays well this week? I'd probably say no. But that being said, I've, I've made wrong decisions in my life before. So <laughs> I, hope this, I hope this continues because he's a really cool kid. He's a wild talent. And, and, and he's the kind of guy when he gets going, he's not afraid. He doesn't back down. That we know for sure. Yep. And another guy like that is his uh, fellow countryman, Minwoo Lee, who began his day in unbelievable fashion, hole out from the fairway on number one for Eagle to you know push himself right up there towards the top of the leaderboard. Uh, he was hanging around Scheffler's rear few. He was 400 through his first six holes, grabbed the lead at 11 uh, with a birdie after hitting it left into the bunker, laid up, made birdie the old conventional way for him, added another uh, and was 13 under, one ahead of Scheffler. And this is a guy, if you're not paying too close attention to the world of golf, who's kind of just been eating it up on the DP World Tour. He's been playing some great golf out there. Eight top 13 finishes in his last 10 worldwide starts. Finished uh, runner-up at Abu Dhabi. He took down Matt Fitzpatrick and Thomas Dietrich at the Scottish Open in 2021 in a playoff. Uh, and you'll hear it a lot, you know, his sister Minji top five player in the world, U.S. Open champion. He might not even be the best Lee in the household, all this, but I was wildly impressed with his play. Uh, he, he had a bit of swagger to him with the shades, the long hair, the stash, the, the swing speed. Uh, so what was your takeaway from Minwoo's round today? I'm going to tell him the stash has got to go. <laughs> that, the the <laughs> doesn't work. But what works, I mean, this boy flushes. Minwoo hits it, uh, and – and he's powerful. I don't think people realize how long he can hit it. And and he's got a whole lot of self-belief about him. But, you know, when you're playing with Minji as an older sister and she's winning everything, I think you're kind of okay with chasing people down. And you're up for a battle all of the time. And, and all of those victories he's had, like that Scottish Open, he birdied the last, if memory serves me. And the weather was horrid. I mean, it was blustery and cold and he smashed the seven iron in there to a few feet and made the closing birdie to win and it was one of those he hit the thing and he started walking instantaneously now now i want you to imagine remember 
Um, Harding Park, President's Cup, Tiger was like four iron from the rough final hole, hit that four iron and he gave it that fancy club twirl, right? And he started walking, mm-hmm. stiffed it, and they made Eagle to win the match. It was that sort of thing. And that's who Minwoo is. And he's not afraid of anybody. He, he can rarely go. And I think the closing bo- bogey today will, would – uh, that stings, but he's the kind of guy he's going to be like, oh, no stress, no stress, mate. He goes, we go and get him tomorrow. He's that sort of a guy. And and so I would not be surprised whatsoever if he hangs around and really pushes on Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, I, I think he'll do a good job keeping pace with him. Uh, but Scheffler's a tough cookie to crack. We have seen yeah. kind of some, some cracks in his armor over this past year. You think about the Charles Schwab challenge. Uh, you think about the tour championship as well with 54 hole leads and Minwoo will have a chance. You would think down the stretch if he plays in, you know, a similar fashion tomorrow, but the way Scotty Scheffler played today and is playing this week is out of this world. He's about two strokes better from T to green than the guy in second, Gary Woodland, per round, uh, which is just out of this world. And it, it really kind of came to life early in his round. He hit his approach on one to tap in distance, chipped in for eagle on two to take the lead and you know instantly became the odds-on favorite. He added another birdie there and then hit hit it out of, or uh, in the water on seven. And it was, a, it was a pretty big moment in his round, I think. It, it felt like a double bogey could have happened, but he nearly saved par, hit his mm-hmm. third shot to 15 feet, almost charred it, and then goes birdie at eight, which is not an easy hole, uh, birdie at nine, and then kind of cruised along to that, you know, during the middle part of his back nine where he could have maybe added a birdie on uh, 11, had a really nice up and down there on 10, 12, the drivable par four he didn't take advantage of. But like you said, kept his cool, level-headed, nothing's going to bother this guy, and then boom, birdie on 16 and a closing birdie on 18, and you look up and all of a sudden, Scotty Scheffler's got a two-stroke lead with 18 holes to play. Yeah, um, if I'm not allowed to bet, but if I was a betting man, um, with the fact that the golf course is remaining softish, I'm expecting the rule staff are going to have those sub-air systems cranking tonight, and they're going to do everything to suck the moisture out of this golf course, especially the greens. But with the golf course, the fairways were really soft today with all because they took a half an inch or so of rain last night. I mean, the heavens open for a few hours. Um, with the golf course playing soft, I feel like it makes a real disaster for Scotty Scheffler less likely because when fairways are soft, they play wider. When greens are soft, they play wider. And the way he's striking the golf ball, I don't see him hitting some sort of sights here that's going to cause a big number. So in other words, if he's going to make a mistake, it's likely going to be a bogey or two. And with him with a two-stroke lead, I think he shot like 68 and 69, right? And 65 today, I think I might be wrong. But that 68 he shot in round one when we had every shot, it looked like that was the most he could have shot. So let's Mm -hmm. just go with that and say, okay, the golf course is playing easier. If Scotty gets out there and shoots 69 tomorrow, that means Min Wu has to shoot 67 or better, or 67 to tie him, better to beat him. And that is a big ask when you're playing in the final group at the Players' Championship. So right now, I think the softer conditions, if they remain soft, um, play right into his favor. What might be a negative is apparently the wind is a bit more gusty tomorrow. It's from a different direction. And gusty breezes for these guys are kind of hard. You know, I was talking about the predictability or the ability to predict. You know, when you're standing there in the fairway and you're like playing 175 into a, a consistent right to left breeze, 
you can make the call, right? But if it's in and out and you might hit and the wind dies and you're over the back of the green in the water, well, that you cannot predict. If it is gusty tomorrow, that may be an equalizer too. But the one thing about this guy, this is my final point, is he is now a big game hunter and he knows how to win mm. big tournaments. And he survived the Masters, his first win. And he did so scrambling. He showed he could scramble and win. So if the golf swing does let him down some, he, we know he can scramble. He's fantastic. His hands are gold around the green. So I think it's going to take something unlikely for him to be unseated tomorrow. I really do. Yeah. So if he goes on to win, he will join two other men to hold the Players' Championship and the Masters at the same time. Mark, can you name them? Tiger Woods, probably. Yeah, he is one yeah. of them. Uh, Rory hasn't won the Masters. Um, Sandy Lyle. Mm. Who's the guy who has more majors than Tiger? Jack Nicholas. Goodness, well, how could I, I, I thought I was being smart with my Sandy Lyle guess because Sandy Lyle has won both of these. I guess not at the it, same it, time. It was, it was a layup. It was an absolute layup. You kind of messed up. I'm it. Pull out. Yeah. You play golf. Yeah. All right. We will get into the betting favorites here. Uh, Josh, if you could put up the live odds, that would be great. Ooh, I didn't I didn't see these before coming on. All right, we got Scotty Scheffler for those of you listening. Minus two fifty, Minwoo Lee six to one, and then it drops off uh, pretty drastically with Cam Davis twenty five to one, Tommy Fleetwood at the same number, Sung Jay at forty, Bez at forty five, and Aaron and Rye at forty five. Mark, I know you said you weren't a betting man, but <laughs> if you had to pick one guy, one guy, one name to win the 2023 Players Championship, who are you going with? Well, the smart money says Scotty Scheffler, right? But if I was to lay a sneaky $100, I'd put it on Min Woo Lee. Um, he, he's, got, he's got guts. He, he's got the stuff you need inside. And he can hit it. And he, like, really doesn't give a glorious stuff what anyone think. You know, he just goes out there and plays. And he's so comfortable with who he is. And I think... He's the one guy that could sort of be cool with the hysteria that is playing the Players' Championship on a Sunday um, with the Players' Championship trophy and that massive paycheck and all that stuff on the end of it. And, uh, you know, if there's one guy that wasn't going to be affected, it's him. Scheffler's the same way. But but I, I think a sneaky 100 on uh, Minwili would, wouldn't be a bad idea. A sneaky hundred. Oh, man, I need your job. Okay. I think Scheffler eventually – We'll get it done. I agree with you. He's just, he's T to green. He's way too steady. He's T to greening this mm -hmm. place to death. It's at his will. It seems like his mistake will only be a bogey here or there, nothing in the blow up capacity. So I think it's kind of just inevitable. And I've mentioned it before. He kind of just hovers, 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 and then pounces. He's, he's like a hyena or a lion or something and just has his prey in his mouth just like that. Uh, so I think Scott Scheffler will eventually be your 2023 Players Championship winner. Mark, I know you are big on the one and done. Do we know if anyone had him this week? Yeah, two folks have got him, I think. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. That's no good. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> and just for the record, hyenas, they don't hunt their prey. They eat carrion. They eat like leftover prey and stuff. Now, a lion can sneak and pounce. Hyenas don't sneak and pounce. So let's let's find a different comparative next time. They don't, they don't hunt in packs and like circle their prey? No, those, those are, are wild, hyenas. Those, those are wild dogs. Hyenas kind of they, they sneak around and skulk around and find leftover stuff. Common <laughs> mistake. Common mistake. You know, you, both, I mean 
we both won over Pablo. <laughs> I, I grew I grew up outside Washington DC. Okay, uh, I've never seen a hyena in my life. I was taking a, a stab in the dark. Uh, okay, so we got Kyle M and Sia. All right, two of the bottom place guys. There's these, if we mm-hmm. had to pick two guys to have Scotty Shelfer this week, I'm glad it's That's them too. Bad. Yeah, I tell uh, you what. Looking down that list, looking down that list, I'm surprised. I thought Hovland would accelerate some today. Um, my guy Cantlay is lurking. I mean, he's in a tie for 14th or whatever right now. Zandau was also surprised at. So it remains to be seen what happens tomorrow. Yeah, one thing for sure: the fans will not be getting any money this week with the John Ron WD. I'm Things sure here- they are. I, I can only imagine what's happening in the comments right now. We love you, fans. We really do. Yeah. Things you just truly hate to see. Uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, Mark, you got anything else uh, before we wrap up? Yeah. Thankfully, this will be my last time in this hotel for the year, so my internet on the next trips will be better. <laughs> so, so I look forward to catching up with you then. But look, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great event. It truly is. It's every time I come back. I enjoy it more. And every time I come back, each time I see this golf course, I appreciate it more. And I hope, well, I would like to think that it gets the respect it deserves because the players have high respect for this place and this championship. And and I'm sure tomorrow will be fun as it always is. I could not agree more. And uh, that'll do it for your round three recap for the Players Championship. You can find Mark at Mark underscore Immelman on Twitter. You can find him on your TV at PGA Tour Live. You can find him at his podcast on the Mark. You can find him anywhere. Just Google his name. He's Mark Immelman. And you can find me, Patrick McDonald, at Amateur Status on Twitter. Uh, This was the First Cut Podcast. Thanks. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.